You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now and check out all the good stuff we have leading you into Week 10 out of Week 9. I'll have my start sitcom, The Decider. We'll break that down for you here on Wednesday and Thursday. The matchups are quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. The rankings start set advice there. Here on Tuesdays, we look at the waiver wire, and we'll break that down for you. The targets that you should look at. We'll start with running backs, get into wide receivers, then close looking at quarterbacks, tight ends, and streaming defenses that you can pick up this week, whether you're looking for a short-term help, a long-term solution, or maybe a stash there to help you down the stretch with a good team going into the fantasy football playoffs. So break all that down for you on today's show. I first have to tell you, thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. We're free and available to you on all platforms. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for you, my listener, to Lockdown Fantasy Football. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. All right, we'll briefly go over what we saw on Monday night before we dive in to the waiver wire. It's a little bit related to that as well. So Ravens pretty much control this game from the get-go. They were in control. Lamar Jackson had the touchdown to Isaiah Likely. That was his only catch of the game, but it came through for a score as he filled in for Mark Andrews. We also had the super sub, Kenyon Drake. He ran well, replacing Gus Edwards. So really it was a carbon copy of what the Ravens were able to do against the Buccaneers, only to a lesser extent here on the road in the NFC South. So another primetime game, nice performance. Lamar Jackson, nice rushing, not high volume passing, not much resistance from the Saints. Another bad primetime performance by Andy Dalton. That's going to be the concern. It's pretty much Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara. Olave was pretty decent last night, but still the negative game script didn't bring more numbers for Olave. And then Alvin Kamara was shut down. We thought that might be the case here with the Ravens linebacker. So Ravens are going to be a tough matchup going forward for a lot of teams with Roquan Smith in there. He had an immediate impact playing with Patrick Queen. So the Ravens defense, we'll get into them a little bit. A lot of uh, people are going to drop them and maybe not look at them with this bye week, but they're definitely a big pickup this week, and that's the biggest takeaway there from last night. The Ravens defense legit in a groove now with all their new additions, Smith and uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, Calais Campbell coming back healthy. So that team is starting to come together defensively and it's going to be a tough matchup for our fantasy football assets going forward. All right, we will break down first the running backs that you want to target on the waiver wire here. Now, we could look at the backfield for the Ravens. Uh, Gus Edwards will watch the hamstring. If Kenny and Drake is still out there, probably not now with Edwards on the shelf for week number nine with the hamstring, then definitely Kenny and Drake is worth picking up. If someone had dropped Edwards because of that hamstring and having the buy, and go up and get him. You want some piece of this Ravens rushing attack here. We know J.K. Dobbins is not coming back. It's still going to be a split backfield here. So 
Edwards and Drake should be managed in all leagues. The top waiver wire pickup, however, at running back, Jeff Wilson Jr. of the Miami Dolphins, and uh, he looked good. Jeff Wilson was bringing it, we know, for the 49ers, filling in for one uh, Elijah Mitchell. He looked really good running for them, and they had to move him because of Christian McCaffrey deal, and the Dolphins jumped on him pretty quickly. They shipped out Chase Edmonds to the Broncos. Jeff Wilson is pretty much a clone of Raheem Mostert. We get it. It's the Mike McDaniel running game. Zone blocking, a lot of speed between Mostert and Wilson. And then you would Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. He fits in what more than what they want to do. So more snaps than Mostert. And again, Mostert has a strong injury history. We know that. So does Wilson. But Mostert, again, could break down any time. He's an older running back. He's had all those major knee issues. So Jeff Wilson maybe trying to help them keep Mostert healthy here. But... Wilson might be the back of choice. He did score in a reception there against the Bears last week. We had an early Mostert rushing touchdown, but otherwise it was Wilson looking at the backfield. So, again, the Dolphins have some good games coming up, including the Browns this week. So, I know they've been a pass-happy team trying to get Hill and Waddle to big plays downfield, but they can run the ball. We know that. So, Jeff Wilson Jr. has a good schedule coming up. He's going to get involved a little bit, and I think he just has way higher upside than Edmonds did playing off Mostert in this backfield for the Dolphins. Now, Leonard Fournette just doesn't look right. He's trying to get the numbers here. Rashad White, they're giving more and more opportunities there for him with the Buccaneers. We'll see if they turn to the rookie there. But at least you need to have Rashad White to protect Leonard Fournette down the stretch. Because, again, Fournette has an injury history as well. And a lot of the pickups here are recommended because you want to make sure you have the handcuff available as we go down the stretch. You don't want to be stuck without a starting back. Things were to happen. So Rashad White is a high-end handcuff for sure. He would get the majority of the touches should Fournette go down. Now, Isaiah Pacheco, he was the starter for the Chiefs. Didn't mean much because they didn't run the ball at all against the Titans or tough run defense. But the Chiefs have some easier games coming up here, including the Jaguars this week. So the game script should be positive. That's going to help Pacheco run a little bit more to play closer as the speedy power back here in this offense. So... Pacheco will get his opportunities. Clyde Edwards-Alaire not looking great. I know Jack McKinnon's limited maybe as a change of pace receiving back. But Pacheco, they like him a lot. Again, he's wearing Tyreek Hill's number for a reason. They like his speed-strength combination. And the Chiefs, we know, in the Andy Reid team, they tend to pivot to using more of the running game here in November and December. That's been his MO going back to Philadelphia based on the weather. And if the passing game continues to open things up here all over the field, spreading it around with Patrick Mahomes, that's going to help the running lanes for Pacheco and their other backs here. All right, Chase Edmonds we did mention, Latavius Murray, those are the guys now probably in the backfield that we're going to consider. I know Melvin Gordon probably managing a lot of leagues. He still was the man scoring a touchdown before, but we know that Mike Boone is out of the picture for now. So Chase Edmonds, there's a reason maybe the Broncos wanted him back because they like him in that system. You can also catch passes, which Latavius Murray is not great at doing and Melvin Gordon is okay in pass protection but he's a little bit older so maybe getting in a little bit of a dynamo extra player Edmonds is a guy you want to get in space so we'll watch that I think in a PPR league you might look at Edmonds a little bit more Murray is what you're looking at a standard if you're looking for help from the Broncos backfield now Chuba Hubbard did not play there against the the Bengals last week I should say and he missed the game the previous week against the Falcons Dante Foreman however struggled so Chuba Hubbard is probably going to get a good look here we'll see if he can turn around and play in the short week against uh, the Falcons the rematch here but we're going to look at uh, Chuba and say look 
Dante Foreman is a limited guy. I know we went nuts over his performance against the Falcons, but the game script went negative against the Bengals, and that was it. You saw a lot of Sheet Blackshear. You saw a little bit of Spencer Brown. So that tells you it's going to be a split-up committee here with the Panthers. And they like Hubbard still. They did get Foreman to be more of that power-back player, but I think you have to think about the negative game scripts here going forward. So I would say Hubbard is got a good shot to be available here on Thursday night, but I think he's sneaky. And Dante Foreman also has this history of injuries as well. So something to watch out there. Now, in the handcuff vein, you still have to look at Alexander Madison. Dalvin Cook has run pretty well. He hasn't been spectacular in fantasy, but pretty solid. There's an RB1, but Alexander Madison, we know, is a high-end handcuff, so make sure you get him. Now, with the Rams, do you speculate on Kyron Williams, or do you hope that Cam Akers puts it together here for them? Well, I'm more interested in Kyron Williams because he's a shiny new toy, the rookie. I mean, Akers, we've seen, he's been in the doghouse. We saw Daryl Henderson get more touches and Rushing work, he actually looked pretty good against the Buccaneers. But they're excited about Kyron Williams. They have been early, got hurt. And the window is about to close here. They've uh, said they're going to activate him off IR. It hasn't happened. I think they wanted to push it to the limit here to make sure he was fully good to go. And I think this may be an opportunity here. So Kyron Williams, he's an upside stash. Akers might be another guy you look at. But it's hard to speculate with his Rams backfield because there hasn't been a lot of production there. And Henderson definitely is not. The reliable one here, even though he's still managed in a lot of leagues. Kenneth Gainwell looks like he's still getting the key touches there. I know Boston Scott is involved behind Miles Sanders, but if anything happens to Sanders, I think Gainwell has a big, big role because he's more versatile. They use him well in the passing game, so watch out for Kenneth Gainwell. Good protection for Sanders here as we go forward. Dontrell Hilliard is your option there if Derrick Henry were to go down. Now, we saw last year he split with Dante Foreman in trying to handle that backfield. He was kind of the change of pace receiving back there, and that's kind of role he is in the hurry-up situations. But Dontrell Hilliard, again, if something were to happen, they wouldn't mind putting on a bigger workload for him and get him involved there. So Derek Henry, we have to be wary because he has a foot injury. Popped up last week early, getting rest here. He's getting that high volume here. He's an older back. So make sure you protect your big investment in Derek Henry. This time with Dontrell Hilliard, you could also look at Hassan Haskins, but I would think... Hilliard would lead the touches there should that happen with Henry. And then James Cook. Look, Naeem Hines is there, but if something were to happen to Devin Singletary, I think they would pivot more to James Cook as the main runner here. Really, Singletary is okay. He hasn't been special this year. So when you look at that, I think Naeem Hines is a pass catcher, and I get he's more valuable in that role because it's a pass-happy Bills offense, but it's also not a check-down-friendly Bills offense. Josh Allen's always looking for the big plays. They need a closer there, and James Cook, Dalvin's brother, is uh, more the appeal there as they get some easier matchups down the stretch. All right, there's a look at the running backs you want to think about and target on the waiver wire here for week number 10. We will get into the wide receivers you want to look at there in our next segment. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. And sometimes we wish life came with a user manual just to help us work through the problems we have in our everyday lives that's there. We all have some problems to work out, and uh, we try to find the best solutions, but really we can't do it on our own, and that's why BetterHelp Online Therapy is there for us to uh, give us the support we need. Here, it's the next best thing, basically, to a user's manual in life. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with that, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck, and it's also good to seek out some help. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. 
BetterHelp has connected more than 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, accessible anywhere, 100% online. Really, there are so many good benefits. You just navigate through life a little bit better with that boost from online therapy. It is highly recommended. I see a therapist on a regular basis, and man, they help me through everything I need. And BetterHelp is going to get it for you done here. BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. You deserve to feel your best. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people, again, professionally licensed and vetted therapists, available 100% online. It's all the benefits of in-person therapy, plus more convenient, accessible, and more affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash LockedOn. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is time to continue the show here in Locked On Fantasy Football. We will look at the wide receivers that we want to talk on the waiver wire. I've liked this kid for a while. He's coming through. He has that same LSU pedigree of Jamar Chase. And looking at what we saw with Justin Jefferson. Well, Terrace Marshall Jr., kind of the forgotten man in that group there. Very special. I think people saw him as a big slot. But now, with Robbie Anderson gone, he's getting some regular, meaningful snaps. He's basically out there at all the pass plays with DJ Moore. And this kid looks really good. He has a lot of speed. He can work his body well, so I love the frame that that he has. They're 6'4". So Terrace Marshall Jr. is the biggest beneficiary of that Robbie Anderson trade, and he's even looked better of late than Robbie Anderson. I know, or looking at also DJ Moore from two weeks ago, I know DJ had the big late touchdown, but that was a big game for Marshall. He did score last week against the Bengals late, so good matchups here. Another good one against the Falcons. He did have 87 receiving yards in the first matchup just a couple weeks ago this time. So looking at Terrace Marshall Jr., he should be managed in all leagues. He is a high upside wide receiver three here in a 12-team leagues for sure. Now, do you really trust Miko Hardman? He's had a couple of big games in a row, and they used gadget plays to get him into the end zone multiple times there before the bye. Then he scored last week against the Titans. So when you look at Michael Hardman, they're trying to trust him a little bit more as that Tyreek Hill light. It hasn't been getting done here with Sky Moore. Kadarius Tony is still getting his feet wet. So basically this offense, when it's not going to Travis Kelsey, is uh, picking its spots with Michael Hardman, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, and Juju Smith-Schuster. We know Juju Smith-Schuster has been the most consistent. And he's not available in a lot of leagues. And I think we've been a little skeptical about Michael's role. But he's a guy that we can look at in MBS. You have to look at the matchup to see if that team is giving up some big plays downfield. But Hartman seems to be involved consistently getting touches. He's an extension of the running game in Kansas City as well. So Miko, I think, should be at least on rosters in 12-team leagues. And MVS is a deeper league shot here for big plays if you're hurting at your wide receiver three. Wandell Robinson, a lot of people might have been frustrated about Wandell there because he didn't do anything in a good matchup against Seahawks. 
before the bye, working in the slot, but they need to get more involved. And I think after the bye, the Giants will do that. They get the Texans this week. We have pretty good outside coverage, so that could contain Darius Slayton and open things up in the middle for Wondell Robinson. So do like that. They play that cover two zone. We know with Lovey Smith. So Robinson, I still think, has a lot of upside. He has to be a key receiving player for this team. They need to take the next step in the pass game with Daniel Jones. They're going to be more than just a one-and-done kind of wild-card team here. They just can't be a rushing-dependent, uh, pass-defense-dependent team to win a lot of games. So Wendell Robinson needs to get a little bit more and uh, maybe gets going this week against Texans. Donovan Peoples-Jones, before the bye, was very well involved with Amari Cooper. We'll see about David Njoku returning here from the high ankle sprain. That could happen, and that would hurt maybe Peoples-Jones' target potential. But still, he's a big playmaker. He's kind of, as I mentioned, the Will Fuller type for Deshaun Watson when he comes back. So he might have more value as a deep threat when you don't have Jacoby Brissett in there. Brissett is trying to get the ball to him quite a bit. It seems like it's a toggling week-to-week between Peoples-Jones and Amari Cooper, with Cooper having more reliable weeks here. But Peoples-Jones is a talented player. And again, Watson is going to unlock him more as a downfield receiver. So it's a good stash on your bench here. Michael Gallup hasn't really done much, but... Maybe gets a little bit healthier and becomes a bigger factor with C.D. Lamb. And uh, Dak Prescott now fully immersed back in the offense in the passing game. So good matchup this week against the Packers. You figure you'll see a lot of Jerry Alexander follow C.D. Lamb. And we know their second corner, Eric Stokes, got hurt. So good opportunity here for Michael Gallup to get going as a big play threat for Dak Prescott. The ultimate stash here is Odell Beckham Jr. What team will he end up on? That'll be something we're going to watch for sure, but... Whatever team he's on, he's got some upside. If it's the Cowboys, that's going to hurt Gallup's value, of course, uh, playing off CeeDee Lamb. But there's been rumors of the Bills. There's some other teams out there, the Buccaneers to some degree. So we'll see where Beckham lands, but he's just too talented there to ignore. And if the team adds him fully healed from knee injury, then he's going to have a potential upside with that team, just like we saw with the Rams after Robert Woods went down. Beckham was very valuable in fantasy football opposite Cooper Cup last year. DeAndre Carter, he's a low upside guy because he's mainly the slot limited player. I mean, he takes a lot of the short passes, which Austin Eckler cuts into there, but Keen Allen doesn't look good with that hamstring at all. We also know Mike Williams is going to miss more games with an ankle injury, so Joshua Palmer was the preferred guy, and he's the one who came through big time last week acting as the number one, but Carter's the complimentary target there if you're looking in a PPR-leaning league for some value there. Now, Traylon Burks is about to return here from IR, and they need him. They just don't have anybody in the passing game working for the Titans. Robert Woods has been flashy, but that's it. You have Nick Westbrook-Akine. It's just not working with these other guys. So Traylon Burks, they need a little bit of a diversity in the offense and somebody to play off Derrick Henry a little bit more. We also we also have Chig Okonkwu, the tight end, who's a big playmaker. But they need more of that. Okonkwu a rookie, Burks a rookie. So they need a little bit more pop here, the Titans do, if they're going to win some games down the stretch and uh, be a threat beyond just winning the weak AFC South. Jahan Dotson, we're going to watch him with a hamstring injury. He's just been out perpetually here. And again, it's hard. Maybe time for Carson Wentz return. That would help Dotson. But clearly, Taylor Heineke is just fine with uh, Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel as his key targets here. So we'll watch Dotson, but he does have that upside should Wentz return. And We'll see if Wentz gets a starting job. That's the other thing to consider here as well. Darius Slayton, again, don't love him this week against Derek Stingley Jr. And the Texans are going to contain the big plays here. But definitely 
you look at Slayton and Wondell Robinson, those guys look like definitely what's available most here for the Giants passing game if they try to open it up a little bit, playing off Saquon Barkley in the run to give uh, Daniel Jones a little bit more confidence in the downfield passing game. And Slayton and Jones go back with their chemistry quite a bit to their rookie seasons. Jamison Williams, it's been pretty bad for the Lions receiving core. They need somebody else. TJ Hawkinson is gone. He was traded to the Vikings. Josh Reynolds had the back injury. He didn't play last week. And DJ Chark is on IR. They need somebody here other than Amon Ross St. Brown to draw some attention. And it's been hard for Amon Ross. So Jamison Williams, we'll see if he can return here soon. He wasn't close to returning, but a stash you can look at that they would try to look more in the rebuilding vein down the stretch as they have no chance here to make the playoffs in 2022. So those are the wide receivers to look at on the waiver wire here ahead of Week 10. Different values there that you can consider to help your team. So good stuff there all around. And uh, really, uh, it's a time of year when you want to protect all your assets here. So uh, we will definitely get into our final segment and look at the quarterbacks, tight ends, and streaming defenses. Before we do that, i got to tell you that this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is also brought to you by prizepicks.com. And again, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. If you've always wanted to try daily fantasy, Prize Picks has got you covered here. It's very easy to play. You just have to look at the yardage totals, the touchdowns, the projections available there at Prize Picks, and you just try to say if they're going to go over or under those totals here with the stuff here. So it's really good to uh, look at those player projections and get to the entries that you want to uh, have in a given week. And really, you do select more or less, and that's how we go with prize picks. Uh, there, with their prize picks projections that are available, pick two to five players that will score more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to ten times your money on any entry. No competing against other people; just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college sports. Soccer, WNBA, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, your basketball, cricket, and much more. Entries of prize picks can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast for all. It's currently operational in more than 30 states and Canada that you'll find prize picks. It's easy to get in on prize picks. Just download the prize picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKDOWN and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, it is time to close the show here on Lockdown Fantasy Football and look at our quarterbacks, tight ends, and streaming defenses we want to target. Here, Daniel Jones coming off a bye here. He's uh, been a QB1 in the top 12 here with the scoring early. A lot of it is doing with his running here. And... And we talked about Wondell Robinson and Darius Slayton maybe giving a little bit more pop in the passing game. We'll see if uh, we can get Daniel Bellinger back as well soon from that eye injury. But Daniel Jones looking good, running off uh, Saquon Barkley here. So he should really be managed as at least a backup in 12-team leagues. Jimmy Garoppolo has a lot of streaming appeal. He's had several nice games in a row here. And again, all the weaponry around Jimmy Garoppolo is clicking here. Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield, adding another element. Debo Samuel's practicing, so he should return from the hamstring this week in the, the matchup against the Chargers. You have George Kittle is starting to roll here with the big games of late. Brandon Ayuk has been on fire 
all season long. So Garoppolo just has so many weapons facilitating them. It's kind of like Tua Tagovailoa that he's just going to stumble into some fancy points based on who he has in the passing game around him. So Jimmy Garoppolo definitely should be picked up in all leagues there. Now, Deshaun Watson, he's their stash. When is the right time to do it? It's now. If you've got a good team and you've got a question at quarterback, you've been streaming guys and you got every other thing loaded, Deshaun Watson is going to be an instant QB1. That's just the way it, it is. He's just that productive. Look, there's going to be some concerns about him getting going in this offense, but it's not like he didn't have the preseason. And again, once he's served his suspension, he's going to be back in, in full go here. So they invested heavily in Watson. They want to see what they have in him. They're going to unleash him as a runner and passer. So week 13 is going to come here pretty soon. We get it. And he could be a big boon here for the playoffs as they have very favorable schedule, the Browns do, in that time. Marcus Mariota, and getting it done in different ways with his arm and legs. He's been a QB1 in the top 12 early in the season. He still has some decent weapons, like Kyle Pitts, Drake London. I know Olamide Zacchaeus and Demir Bird have put up some numbers with him, but Mariota, the running quarterback, again, those six or seven attempts per game, plus enough in the passing game, and there's going to be some negative game scripts, I think, coming up for the Falcons that's going to help that uh, approach for production. All right, let's look at uh, our options at tight end, and one guy really stands out this week. His quarterback, we told you to snatch him up. He's going to be gone in all your leagues now, Justin Fields, but Cole Komet, after not scoring a touchdown all 2021, has three in the past two games. So he went nearly a season and a half without touchdowns, but Komet feeling it now with Justin Fields as a key target. New Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, it was great to see Mooney and Komet score in the same game. We've been waiting for this all season. We know these were the two main guys that were going to run their offense through, and with all due respect to Chase Claypool, the Fields chemistry with Komet and Mooney is very strong, and he, Claypool is just going to give someone else who can draw attention as a big target, as a guy who can stretch a field. That's only going to help Mooney can commit. So commit at this rate with his usage and the trust from fields in high leverage situations in the red zone has to be managed in all leagues. The tight end landscape is that bad, and Greg Dolchich is another young tight end to look at, the rookie from the Broncos. He might have been dropped in leagues there, he was very useful and has looked very productive here in the first couple games with Russell Wilson. So they needed that extra target behind Jerry Judy. Cortland Sun Dolchich has been the guy without Tim Patrick being healthy here. He's uh, definitely way past Albert O in this offense. So Dolchich, that hybrid wide receiver tight end, he's going to get more involved here playing off Judy and Sutton. So Dolchich, again, based on the landscape of tight end, you have to go get him in 12-team leagues. Kate Otten, we had Cameron Bright return, but... Kate Otten was the guy scoring the winning touchdown for the Buccaneers against the Rams. So, Kate Otten we've liked quite a bit. That was a tough matchup, and he came through. So, again, maybe they'll unlock this rookie a little bit more. The Seahawks can stroll against the tight end. It's a great matchup this week in Munich on Sunday morning, Eastern time here on our side. So, Kate Otten in a really good matchup. On the other side, Noah Fant will be in that game. He got good targets and was the leading receiver for the Seahawks. The Buccaneers have struggled to cover the tight end. So no fan showing his athleticism, making some plays here as the Seahawks have needed that third option to be reliable behind DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I don't know when Darren Waller is coming back, but Foster Moreau continues to get pretty good targets here. They might shut down Darren Waller at some point. I don't get it. But Moreau definitely has a little bit of connection with Derek Carr. And he might need to be, by default, worked into the big troop three with Hunter Renfro struggling behind Devontae Adams. So Foster Moreau 
watch Darren Waller, but at this rate, he's a plug and play. You can look at Tyler Conklin. He disappeared. He had the big game against the Patriots, but then didn't do anything against the Bills in a tough matchup. So we'll see. Cedar Zano's also back for the Jets, but Conklin will get his value back in certain matchups that are right, and that's why he's a good backup. Hunter Henry has a little bit of upside here with Mac Jones back in the fold and not uh, having those same struggles that he had earlier this season. So definitely looking at uh, Hunter Henry getting a bigger role for the Patriots. They need someone to step up here, especially with their receiving core hurting here without Devontae Parker. So Hunter Henry is something, someone to look at. And Dan Arnold, don't forget about him. The Jaguars did see Evan Ingram get hurt with a little bit of a back injury. So we'll see if that lingers. But we know the tight end is a big part of what uh, Trevor Lawrence likes to do here, playing off Christian Kirk and Travis Etienne Jr. So Dan Arnold definitely on the radar should uh, Evan Ingram miss time. All right, let's uh, look at the streaming defenses. The Giants this week, what a good spot here at home against the Texans. So definitely a start this week. And the Texans can run on them with Damian Pierce, but we know Davis Mills on the road is pretty bad. The elements are going to be there outside in uh, New Jersey. So do you like the Giants at home this week? Now, there might be somebody dropping the Ravens, but the Ravens have a beautiful schedule to close the season. So the Ravens' defense, as we said, has been bringing it. So if someone drops them because they can't hold a defense this week, go and get them if you've got the roster spot because they're going to help you really put up some big numbers on the straight. It's kind of like what we've seen with the Patriots over the past several weeks. Sometimes the schedule just lines up for defense to just go nuts. Patriots have been like that here. The Ravens can be that in the second half of the season. The Broncos, again, they might have been dropped after the Jaguars game. They do get the Titans on the road. It might be Malik Willis starting again, so let's watch out for that, even against Ryan Tannehill, appealing with his defense. I know they don't have Bradley Chubb anymore, but they do have some playmakers, definitely with Justin Simmons and Pat Sertain, too. So, you know, the Broncos are an every-week start for the most part because of how well they can rush the passer and create some takeaways. The Seahawks, I played them last week. I was uh, stuck in a league where I can get what I wanted, so I said, okay, I'm going to play the Seahawks. They had a big first game against the Cardinals. They're legitimately good. They've got guys that can force turnovers. They've got a good secondary here that's coming together, good linebackers that are pretty active here. So pass rusher to Pete Carroll has been pretty good. And Tariq Woolen has been a revelation, the rookie corner. So the Seahawks are really nice uh, defense now. And they get the Buccaneers, who's a struggling offense this week, in Munich. And I do like the Seahawks actually to win that game based on how well they're playing, and really they're the better offense right now than the Bucks. The Saints get a matchup with the Steelers and Kenny Pickett this week. It is on the road, so be wary of that. It is a short week for the Saints, but if you're looking for a streaming defense, you can go there. And we know Russell Wilson has been pretty giving to defenses. We know the Titans are also physically tough at home, so do like the Titans here to uh, do some damage in that matchup against Denver this week. So all good things to watch out for. Here, when you're looking for a streaming defense, you got a lot of options every week. Keep that in mind. There's always someone unheralded that you can pick up to play, much like Seattle was last week. And just look at the situation. If a team's going to have to pass often, that's where you get that creation for sacks and takeaways. So it's kind of interesting because you want a team that actually might put up some numbers, but you want those opportunities, and the only way you get that is dropbacks. If a team's going to run all over someone, you're not going to get that. And that's the case, say, you play the Falcons or Bears or someone like that. The opportunities are for turnovers are left when they're run heavy, and something to keep as a little bit of a tip when looking for the right defenses to play week in and week out. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. For a second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. The games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond 
scoreboard, and behind the scenes with local experts insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Good luck on all your waiver wire claims and fab spending this week. We'll catch you tomorrow as we look at the quarterback and running back rankings. Start set advice for week number 10.